From Relay FM, this is Connected, episode number 29. Today's show is brought to you by lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts, Igloo, an internet you'll actually like, and SaneBox. Clean up your inbox and spend less time on email. My name is Mike Hurley, and I have the pleasure, as always, of being joined by my co-founder of Relay FM, Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Mr. Michael Hurley. Uh, I was going to say your middle name, but that's not... It's not important today. And the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net, Mr. Federico Vitici. <laughs> hello, co-founders. Hello. How, hello, how are hello, you hello. doing today? <laughs> I am very well. I doff my cap to you, sir. I, I feel like I could bring a bit more, like, officialness, officiality, whatever. Yeah, I... And then I made it terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked uh, the introduction. What's the formality, Mike? A special day for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's Tuesday. I'm still trying to adjust to that. Um, I'm going to a wedding tomorrow, and I had a horrible realization earlier that I thought I was late, uh, mm-hmm. and that the show was going to interrupt with the wedding. But no, the wedding's <laughs> Wednesday, and today's Did Tuesday. Did you know that last Wednesday, uh, like we were not recording the show on Skype, and I felt weird, and I didn't know what to do on Wednesday evening, so I just stood there in the kitchen, just staring at the wall, and I'm like. What am I supposed to do now? Because my schedule on Wednesdays is, you know, typically for the podcast. So I was a little bit worried about you now, buddy. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, that's concerning behavior. Yeah, well, but maybe I'm, you know, I'm, it lasted just like 30 minutes and then I, I, I moved on. But still, it felt strange. Well, you can play video games tomorrow. I don't know. I will probably text you and then pretend that we're recording the show on iMessage. Okay, well, I'll be I'll be at a wedding, so I'll probably be in high spirits. Is, I don't think I've ever been to a wedding during the week. That seems odd to me. Yeah, it's weird to me, too. Uh, okay, I didn't know if that was like a, a thing that was different in our cultures. But it seems, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been to one that's not a Friday or a Saturday. It is strange. It's very strange. Um, but it's fine for me because I can I can kind of do it, but... Um, it is. It's a weird occurrence to be happening on a Wednesday. Connected listeners get married on Wednesdays. Do you know they probably do? Mm-hmm. Are th- I know are for they... a fact. <laughs> are the bride and groom? Are they? Uh, are they listeners to our show? Instead of instead of uh, reading vows, they do follow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. They follow up on all their previous relationships just to yeah. get it all out of the way. Yeah. That's right. We should do some follow up and leave this terrible introduction behind. <laughs> Why? We talked about marriage. It's it's a it's a great topic. Yeah. Uh, do you have a problem a problem with our union here, Stephen? No, I'm I'm very happy for you both. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I work in the iCloud in the browser. You work is... in, the, in the iCloud? What? It's time no, to take I action. I work the product, not. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> not you. The product. Terrible. Stop. <laughs> Let me talk. Uh, it is out of beta uh, that we have a, a link to TechCrunch. So pages, numbers, and Keynote uh, in the web on the web, which uh, we have used in the past and weren't particularly impressed with, are out of beta. So I think we're going to revisit them maybe very soon. Uh, you also don't need a Apple device anymore. So it used to be that you could use it, but you had to have a, an iPad or an iPhone or a Mac. Now... You can just go use it on your ThinkPad and on your Windows phone if you like, uh, which is, um, you know, it's cool. I think it's 
you know, Apple services are very historically are very tied to hardware and they're kind of breaking that with this, which I think is, is good. It's no Google dot killer, of course, but, uh, if uh, I work in the cloud is your, is your jams, then uh, your jams are out of beta. You saying, of course, like that concerns me because now we're going to get the feedback, you know, it's like, why That's do you fine. discount it? Because it's terrible. Well, <laughs> listen to that you person writing your email to me, I work in the cloud is garbage. Yeah. Episode 20 of the prompt, man. That was, that was my favorite. You're going to get the email from that one guy who uses iCloud in the browser for academic essays, and and it just happens to be amazing, and you will personally get that kind of feedback, Stephen. I'm going to change can... our feedback email to you, so I don't no. get it. <laughs> I will set up a rule. I will set up a rule to, to forward the, the, the email to you again. It'll be like a like an email round robin or something. What's the yeah. name of the, the, the thing we did one time? An infinite loop. No. No, the the, the, the round robin. It was round stuff. robin. When we when we were doing the Q and A show. That's right. That's Mike yeah. knows yeah. about yeah. Mike Mike knows about birds. What's a round robin? <laughs> it's uh it's a robin that's eaten too much food, so it's round <laughs> round robin. That's all I have for you. Steven, do do we have more follow up instead of <laughs> Mike and birds? Note the show's over. <laughs> um, so we spoke last week about my experience restoring uh, iPhone from iCloud that wasn't completely up to date with iOS. And we got a lot of email. Uh, most people saying that it was ridiculous to me for to expect that it would work. Uh, a lot of people agreed that it, at that point should allow you to update it. Um, but we got a really interesting email from uh, someone who works in Apple retail and, um, so this person wrote in and 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 they said it's extremely frustrating uh, to do this in like the personal setup with customers who don't understand that nothing is wrong, and so that was kind of my perspective of you know I know what I'm doing but not everyone does and and you know they're going to think that their backup is broken somehow and that that seems to be a, a sentiment that's shared in the store sometimes, um, and that this this particular person had to walk their own mom through this uh, over the phone like Ooh. across the country. Which like is just okay. Like if you gotta do that, then then the setup process should be uh, should be simpler. Um, and uh, suffice it to say that they close. I'm not looking forward to the personal setup experience for the Apple Watch, uh, which is uh, I think actually might be simpler. Um, you know, if if the Apple Watch is all controlled by the the watch app on the phone, maybe it's it's not too bad. But uh, I just, I thought it was interesting that that my uh, frustration was felt also within Apple retail people who do this professionally. So um, I think I think Apple should address it. I think it would be interesting to to go through that setup process, like you know, pretending to be uh, a layman and just see what it, what it's like and the way that it's explained. Like I don't know if I would have the patience to do it, um, but I think it would be interesting to see how how it goes. It's a bunch of screens too. I I had kind of forgotten because I haven't set up an iOS device from scratch in a long time. There's it's just a lot of stuff to do when you set up an iPhone. Yeah, and, there is. Um, like, will you enable location? Will you enable right. diagnostics? Will you enable Touch ID? You know. Right. You got to enter your iCloud account. If your iTunes account is separate, like mine is, you have to enter that too. And it's just uh, it's all necessary, right? Like I, I would rather do it all at once and like go to reach for something on my phone and realize it's not configured, but. I, I have to think there's some way they could streamline that. Uh, and, I, you know, the, the second you have somebody on the phone with their mom trying to explain it, I think it's I think it's too complicated. So 
pretty uh pretty interesting. Um moving moving on to the next follow-up point. Uh Federico made a comment last week about the iPhone 6 Plus uh being thin and light, which of of course it is. Uh, but listener Alex uh, emailed us and pointed out that many big Android phones weigh less or the same as a 6 Plus. So I did some homework. Um, uh, you guys can see this in our document here. The The iPhone 6 Plus is 5.5 inches, 172 grams. The Galaxy Note is 5.7 at 176, so 4 grams difference is basically nothing. Um, what I found really interesting was the Moto X, which is just a little bit smaller at 5.2 inches, weighs 144 grams. So it was... I think significantly lighter than the six plus and then rounding it out. The, the Nexus six is 5.9 inches and uh, 12 grams heavier. So the six plus I think is, you know, pretty in line with what these other phones weigh. It's not drastically heavier or drastically lighter than any of the others. Um, uh, Alex also pointed out, I think it was Alex that maybe the six plus feels heavier or, or somehow more dense because it's made out of metal as opposed to like cheap plastic uh, which I agree with, you know, I've got a Moto G and it's, I think, 4.5 inches and it, it feels kind of gross because it's like plastic and bloated and you know, the 6 Plus is very thin. But um, I thought it was interesting doing this homework that, you know, Apple's Apple's in the ballpark of what these other companies are doing. And I thought that we would maybe at this time follow up on our, Federico, you and I on our 6 Plus thoughts and because uh, it's been another week. It's been now one week for me and I think two weeks for you using one. Yeah. Um, so what, how are you feeling about it? I love it. I want to change my phone. I, yes. I, uh, yeah, Mike, come on. I told you last week you were right. You didn't say that though, that you wanted to change your phone. That's new yeah, I want information to, change, to I, So I, so can I go on a bit of, um, uh, extra uh, mini follow-up before I go back to the actual follow-up? I'm yes. just going to take it as a yes. So <laughs> yesterday, when I was putting together screenshots for the article that I published today, I was having trouble um, taking screenshots on the 6 Plus and combining them with my workflow. I guess because of um, the, the final image was too big, so the extension was crashing. And I'm also guessing this is related to the fact that the 6 Plus is doing some strange things with uh, RAM allocation to extensions. But anyway, I couldn't combine screenshots. So I needed to take the screenshots on my iPhone 6, where I know that the image is smaller and my workflow and the extension can handle uh, the screenshot cropping and combination. So I restored my, restored my iPhone 6 from a backup of the 6 Plus. And I was using the, the, the iPhone 6 and it felt so small, like, I was like, how am I supposed to use this now? Because the keyboard was tiny and the screen, like I wanted to go up, but there was no screen anymore. And it felt like like moving from the 6 Plus back to the iPhone 6, it felt not so different from using an iPhone 5S. Like, Like the difference, I don't know, there must be some kind of adjective, like... It grows exponentially, I think, whatever. Uh, basically, w- once you move back from the iPhone 6 Plus, everything seems small, like at the same level of smallness. Yes. And the jump that it takes from the 6 to the 6 Plus feels much greater than it actually is. The, the yeah. feeling of that jump, is, is it feels huge. Yeah. I, I, uh, 
Uh, Frederick, I totally agree with you. My wife has a, a 5S, and I was using it the other night, and I was like, this phone is a toy. And then yeah, I can't, yes. I can't use uh, my girlfriend's. It's basically impossible. Yeah. Then I picked up a 4S, and I was like, "What? Is, this is a stamp. Like, what is happening? <laughs> it's it really it, it's amazing. Um, I used my 6 on uh, on Sunday for a little while, just around the house, and it really feels limiting which is crazy right because when i got i got the six in the fall i was like this is big this is maybe too big yeah and and now having spent a week on the six plus uh, i'm right there with you where the six feels small and i'm with you in saying that i uh i think i might go big next time around oh, yeah so yeah i was think mike come on stop celebrating i this. can't help it no when, you, you when can, am you i can, ever can, right i'm never right you are <laughs> That's sad. You are allowed to celebrate, Michael. Um, So I was thinking maybe there must be a way to exchange my iPhone 6 and get a 6 Plus, but I think it's too late. Um, I'm not sure that Apple accepts um, like um, the free recycling program, uh, the iPhone 6 yet. So um, I don't want to sell my iPhone 6 by myself on eBay and or stuff like that because uh, go to an eBay store. (laughs) <laughs> uh, good joke and um, <laughs> man I, I'm so thankful for my old boss for firing me uh, anyway uh, I don't want to sell my iPhone 6 it's too much time so I'm just going to wait like you until next September October I guess maybe I don't know maybe there I don't know is there an easier way in Italy to get to like I give you my iPhone 6 you give me your 6 plus is there a legal way of doing things? Why don't you just find a find a guy in an alley? <laughs> and trade. Yeah. Do you have right? many Italian Twitter followers like that you could tweet and say like people yeah. are willing to trade? Like I saw people doing that um, hmm. initially, think, and there uh, were people that did it. Yeah, I think Ben Brooks traded because he wrote something on the Six Plus a couple of weeks ago, and he he had traded or he alluded that he had traded with somebody. So. Yeah, he did. Uh, that, that's the exact person that I I was thinking of. Thank you for jogging my memory. You're uh, you know I'm here for you and your brain. That. That's a good idea. So yeah, um, Mike, you again, you were right. Yes. And we like our iPhone six pluses. Is that a, the plural? Plus club, pluses? man. Got some new members to the plus club. Mm-hmm. Feels good. The term feels weird. Um. So so I think that's. Uh, I'm gonna write something about it at some point when I have time. But uh, it's really, it's really interesting. I will say that my iPad Mini is a hilarious joke. I uh, I've been watching. House of Cards and my iPad Mini, and the other no night I was watching it. No spoilers, but he was dead the whole time. He <laughs> and then he woke up from his dream. Yes, exactly. Uh, I was watching it on my iPad Mini, and my phone. Someone hit, was texting me, and so I pulled my phone out of my pocket, and for a second they were side by side, and I was like, "What am I doing with my life?" Like <laughs> the iPad Mini, like I, I, that drive to go like six plus and an iPad Air, like having that difference. Um, really jumped out at me and as much as I like the iPad mini I think that if I were to to carry a bigger phone I would kind of deal with it and go back to a, a larger iPad as well just so yeah. they're they're more different if that makes sense you can um, see what I mean right like the, there is a difference right. there is a yeah. difference but like the things that you do on the iPad mini it's like 
it's not that much more of a stretch to just do them on the on the six plus instead. Like yep. reading, reading is good enough. That you don't need to get a bigger screen, and it doesn't feel that way with like the six or like the five and the you know the iPad Air or whatever. Like they they match up a lot better. Like having a five or a six and having an iPad Mini. But this once you get to the six plus size, it's kind of pointless. There's there's no real big benefit anymore to to having a a, a screen of that size. No, no, I, I was going to say, I think that um, you know, we, we lamented the fact that the iPad mini didn't get a lot of updates uh, when the last cycle I got was Touch ID, actually, and a new color. Um, and I don't think that was specifically about the 6 Plus, but it doesn't help my restlessness about the iPad mini. Like, I fully expected to see updates this year, but, you know, as the landscape is today... Like I think if you're looking at the Air Two versus the Mini, especially if you have a six plus, it's kind of a no brainer. I think our realization in the end of this uh, experiment. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm still keeping the, the six plus till uh, almost the end of, of the month, so we're gonna have more follow up if I notice some, you know, some more things about it. Uh, but the realization is that we like our screens big, and. I I I was wrong, like about the iPad Mini, uh, because once I tried the Air Two, it was much better. I was wrong about the iPhone Six, so my lesson for our listeners is that you should listen to Mike more often. <laughs> it, my takeaway: what like there's a there's um there's an episode there's a like there's a podcast. Um, at the end of each episode, uh, and this is Mike, you know the podcast is the Tiny Cartridge podcast. It's mm-hmm. about video games. At the end of each episode, they say, what have we learned today? And my <laughs> my lesson today is that I should listen to Mike more often. It's because he happens to be right on occasionally. And recently he's been right a, a, lot, of, a lot of times. So. It feels good. I mean, even yeah. more surprising than, you know, than me being right about something. Uh, I th- I find it even more surprising that the three of us like really agree on something. It's really strange. Like, like I feel truly I feel agree like I'm on drugged. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's something going wrong here. But what we have learned is it takes about six months for us to agree on something, <laughs> which which also feels uh, feels about right. Yeah. So so Mike, do you want uh do you want to walk us through the there's more Pebble news now. Yeah, you're, there you're is a pebble. More. You're a pebble expert. You own a pebble. I do. You you wear a pebble every day. Mm-hmm. Mike is a pebble power user. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what's uh, up? So today, in a shock announcement, and it really is kind of quite a surprise, um, and and it seems like they did this in times in time of Mobile World Congress. Uh, pebble have announced the Pebble Time Steel. So it's, you know, if you remember the Pebble Steel, which is the edition that I have, it's basically the nicer looking Pebble in the original version. And we now have a nicer looking uh, Pebble Time Steel. So the Pebble Time that we spoke about last week, uh, Pebble's new color e-ink display um, Pebble Watch uh, with their new OS. We now have three new versions of the Time uh, in Time Steel. They have a silver, a gray and a gold version with a couple of different straps as well. Um... And what they're allowed, they've basically updated all the information on their page, and they're allowing previous backers to uh, to increase their pledge. This one's two fifty, which is the same as the original Pebble Steel. Um, 
and they've got 20,000 of them available at the moment uh, and then it will go up to 299 from looking at their page but they're allowing people to, to bump up and they won't lose their place in line so they'll still get it at the same time which I think is also awesome um, it's, a, it's a surprise I wonder why they're doing this I can't work it out my, own, my only thinking com- is that they'd always intended to do this but they've raised so much money that it's enabled them to tool up quicker to, to create the steel. So maybe it's always been in their product roadmap, but now they've raised enough money and they've got enough interest that they might as well try and get that bit more, like during this period of time while the eyes are on them. And it has significantly increased their uh, Kickstarter again today uh, by over $2 million again today. Um, it's more, you're, they're getting more people backing and they're also getting people increasing their pledges. So this morning uh, they went over... Uh, the thirteen million two hundred and eighty-five thousand mark, which makes them the most successful in uh, pledged dollars Kickstarter of all time, uh, beating the coolest cooler. It's like a cooler. Um, that they, they had always they uh, they had already occupied the third place position now with the original Pebble, but it's currently sitting at like fourteen point three million. Uh, with how many? I want to check how many backers they've got at the moment. They have fifty-nine thousand. Yeah, fifty-nine and a half thousand as we currently record. So basically, where they sit at the moment is the Pebble Time is the most money pledged ever, the most backed Kickstarter. So the most amount of people that have backed a Kickstarter was the recent Exploding Kittens board game, which had 219,382 backers. It raised $8.7 million, but obviously it was a cheaper product, so they have more backers but haven't raised as much money. It's it's extremely unlikely uh, that Pebble will reach that level. Um, It's extremely unlikely they would have to quintuple their current amount. Uh, no, Octopple. What's the eight one? Octo. Anyway. Yeah, Octomom. That's Octomomet. Uh huh. Octomomet. That sounds right. I agree, I agree with that. Uh, but you know they got twenty four days to go. I think I think yeah. we'll probably see them get to twenty million. I think because I can't imagine them being able to pull anything out of the bag now to just to you know like the Pebble Time steal. But I'm looking at this and I like how this looks. Uh, I like. I really really like the way that the, the Time Steal looks. I think it's yeah. super interesting. It's 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 handsome. I think um, I have a couple of thoughts. The first one is that I think the timing. I mean, I think what you said is probably accurate, but I think also that you know there there were several smartwatches announced at Mobile World Congress, and of course Apple has an event on Monday, which we're going to talk about in a second. And so I wonder if they wanted to make sure they stayed in the news cycle, especially at Mobile World Congress. Uh, I already have forgotten the other uh, watches that were announced at the, that uh, at that show. The one that's making a big splash is the Huawei watch. Yes. Um, the yeah, what? Huawei is a, a Chinese oh, yeah. manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's one that runs WebOS, which is crazy. Yeah, that was announced uh, at CES. Yeah, so, you know, I think I think they do look good. I think they look better than the, the, the first Pebble time that we saw uh, last week. They also... Alongside this, talk some about the smart strap. So the, if you look at these pictures, there's a link to uh, the, a Verge article in the show notes. And the back of the watch has this little connector, and you can build straps that can hold sensors or maybe even hold more battery, they say. Oh, that's and clever. And those I, I straps that. would be... 
Yeah, it's kind of buried in the article. I think it's a bigger deal than uh, than they let on because it, it kind of ex- it, it could, if people build them, extend the functionality of the watch uh, and use that band for more than just sort of structural or or decorative purposes, uh, which is interesting. You know, like we spoke last week. You know, I, I agree with your assessment, uh, Mike, that Pebble long term is probably in trouble. And I think that they probably do need to embrace Android Wear, maybe like just full blown. But I think they are doing some interesting things. And, you know, I don't think there's necessarily space for a large third party uh, smartwatch platform. But I think they are doing some interesting things. You know, no one else is really doing things with like smart straps. You know, you have fitness bands and stuff, but the Apple Watch bands are just decorative and structural they're not you know doing doing things so it'd be curious to see how that particular piece of technology plays out yep i continue to be super excited for them i'm I'm really really happy uh that they are doing it like this still they've improved some of the the design issues from the previous one um namely the pebble logo on the face uh was a is probably i was looking at mine today and I've, i've settled on that's the worst part of the original pebble steel i don't I know why they did it because the, the bezel had to be so large, so they might as well put something in that space. That's my thinking. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I, th- I really, really do think this new one is is very, very attractive. Uh, well, not, actually, let me go back. Let me rescind on that. It's more attractive. It's it's a much nicer looking product. Um, I, I mean, I would buy one without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> um, but it seems ridiculous to do right now. So, yeah, it's so like it's, the same thing as yeah. last week for me. Like I'm not going to buy it because Monday. But like I would, you know, I wouldn't even hesitate to get one of these. I actually like the way the gold one looks. I mean, okay, should we just say that? Yes, it does look like the Apple Watch, and you know, fine. I mean, well, when I say it looks like the Apple Watch, like they're using the same colors and stuff, but. I kind of see it as like a twofold thing for them. I feel like it's partly like them being a bit cheeky, which I think is perfectly acceptable for an independent company to do. Yeah. Like it's like this they're is being the, a little scrappy. This is the company that like directed a comment at Johnny Ive on their homepage for a while. Yeah. Remember like, it was like, uh, relax, it's just a watch. Like, Yeah. And, the, and the, you know, there's something about, I mean, that was a bit silly, but I I don't know. There's something I like about this this little like little indie company being a bit, like, you know, it's like Steve Jobs flipping the bird at the IBM logo. It's like, you know, there's there's like a little charm about it. Um, you know, I, I I also do think that the uh, Galaxy S6 Edge is a is a nice looking smartphone. <laughs> like, I'm very intrigued by the way that looks. I mean, and I, so, but in that scenario, I mean, I appreciate that there are some significant design cues that they've taken, which is probably a little bit more like, Come on, Samsung. You could, you know, you could work it out on your yes. own. Yes. What but, a um. <laughs> you know, it, it, I think it does look good. I mean, it does still look good, but just can my they whole... really? Can they work it out on their own? Well, in theory, <laughs> they should. They have the resources. You know, mm. they they have the resources. Like they they d- design other products that are unique looking. You know, like their TVs and oh, stuff. Yeah, like know. dishwashers. Dishwashers yeah. look good, and you know all the other. But do you know what I mean? Like, I, I would say that. In theory, like on paper, Samsung has more resources to develop uh, new-looking products than Pebble. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, you know, Samsung's an enormous company. I, I told you guys in Slack I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. Uh-oh. Like, I agree with you that 
I think the Samsung Edge in particular is really interesting. And I, I don't know if that like whole, like, so if you haven't seen it, the, the screen, you know how the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, the screens are, the screen is kind of rounded at the edges, which is much more exaggerated. And you can see some, some LCD underneath the bend. And I think it's interesting. It's, you know, a lot of people have, have written that it looks like an iPhone 4 and iPhone 6 kind of smashed up. And what I don't understand and what I, I'm glad that we didn't just sink into because I would have been upset with us is that like, who, so what? Like, I think going to the defense of Apple saying Samsung is, you know, sh- shamelessly ripping off whatever, like, who cares? It's a product. And I think that, yes, the Pebble Steel and yes, the Samsung, whatever, all of them, yes, uh, clearly they, these companies are cribbing some ideas from Cupertino, but it, I don't think it's something to get like worked up about and like, Throw a, a pity party on your on your site or, or Twitter about it. I, I certainly don't don't want to. So, but anyways, anyways, if you'd like on. to get in contact with us to send in your <laughs> feedback uh, for this week's episode, <laughs> there's a couple of different ways you can do that. Probably the best way, like to get your message known, is to go to our show notes page. Go to relay.fm/connected/slash/29, and on that page you'll find uh, a little button that says uh, contact, and that will open an email form. That email uh, is directed to one of us, so we won't say who. We'll all we'll all be able to uh, to to potentially read it. Shall we? Um, we do need to get to Federico's middle name, uh, but shall we take a quick moment to thank our first sponsor for this week? Yes, please. No more Pebble. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just don't care. It's, it's okay. It's not you. It's not, it's it's me. It's not you. It's me. Please. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash connected. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash connected. Lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, learn negotiation tactics, build a website, or boost your Photoshop skills. Go to lynda.com and feed your curious mind. Whilst browsing around lynda.com, I've found loads of incredible courses, and I've dipped in and tried a few out, and I always continue to be surprised. We were just talking about Android Wear. They have an up-and-running-on-Android Wear course. If you are an Android developer or you're interested in that, you can actually go and learn that stuff. You know, Maybe you've been learning uh, and you've been building iPhone apps for years, and you want to learn about building Android apps and then building Android Wear apps. You can do all of that in lynda.com, and I bet they're going to have WatchKit tutorials for as far as the eye can see if they haven't got them already. Um, Maybe you're interested in learning about responsive web design. They've got courses on that. Maybe you're interested in learning about how to localize your applications. They've got localization for developers. They've got crash courses on all of that stuff. It really is an incredible resource of all of the different types of things that you can learn with lynda.com. You'll be able to watch and learn from top experts who are super passionate about teaching. They stream thousands of, you can stream thousands of videos. Lynda.com stream them out to the world they stream them on demand it allows you to learn on your own schedule and at your own pace lynda.com courses are structured so you can watch them from start to finish or you can consume them in bite-sized chunks you can take a piece here take a piece there you can do it however you want you can even create and save playlists of courses so you can set up your own learning path and you can also share these with friends and colleagues and team members so maybe you're in a team and you're learning some new stuff you want to share it with your colleague who's working on the same thing you can share it with them they can they can they can do it at their own pace as well. 
And whilst you're uh, looking through the, the videos, you can browse the transcripts and follow along and you can just search for points in that video and just jump straight to it. It's one of the really cool things about their web player. But you can also watch and download courses to your Android or iOS device to help you learn on the go. Your Lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, I want you to go and visit Lynda.com and sign up for a free 10-day trial so you can try it out for yourself. That's lynda.com slash connected. Thank you so much to Lynda.com for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. It's the moment we've been waiting for. Yeah, so Federico, did anybody guess? No. You want me to name? Now, do you, uh, Stephen, I don't know if you know this, maybe you do, that, but Federico gave out some additional clues uh, on virtual. This has been a real multi, multi-show multi experience here, but nobody. This is like surround sound, right? That's yeah. how it works. Okay. It's just how, you know, it's, it's like one of those, uh, like in comic books, they have crossover events. It's, it's kind of been like that. <laughs> so Federico, nobody got it. So no. can you share? Are it? you are you sure that you want to know? Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to wait anymore. You you want to know right now? Yeah. Uh, any any last second guesses? Should we, should we go over to the chat room? See yes. if anybody in the chat room has as uh, has a, a guess. A very last last call. So I was just bringing up the URL to put the episode of Virtual. Uh, which is all about Alto's adventure, and we interview Ryan Cash, one of the co-founders of Snowman, who built the yep. game. I was I was typing in the URL to put it into the show notes, and I typed in relay.fm slash Vitici. We should have a <laughs> show called Vitici. It could be like your evening show or something. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Vitici. Mm. Got the house band in attendance. Anybody in the chat room? Explain to, can you explain, Mike, what, just one second, to people who listen to, to the show normally in a, in a podcast client, what is the chat room? Because I feel like there's people who don't know. The chat room is an IRC, uh, which I think is like internet relay chat, um, something like that. Stephen? Yeah. Okay. That's I'm just going to roll with that. <laughs> and and obviously it's called the relay chat it's, because, it's, you know, we're relay and yes, that's the chat. It's, it's interweb, real-time... Uh, communication. Communication. Mm-hmm. I'm ha- when you get old, you forget things. Like the word communication. Uh, really? So that that is a chat room which goes on. You can you can access it. It is pound relay FM. See how you use pound there? That was, that's just what I go for that. It sounded interesting. Oh, it's, it's in dollars. Our server is it's here. Pounds. <laughs> Great British pound euro relay FM uh, in IRC chat. Or you can go to uh, whenever we're streaming live. You can go to relay.fm slash live. Nobody's guessing. There. Nobody's. Oh my god. I'm gonna Why? read some of the guesses from from the yes. uh, internet we, relay your, communication. Can you do and, your best and Twitter, Italian Twitter accent? Too. Um, probably not. Uh, I don't think I have one. Jason Snell, uh, some guy in the chat room, he's suggested a couple, uh, Pius, uh, Evelyn, uh, Frederico, like Federico <laughs> Frederico, which I quite like. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, Alexander, Doug Beeler suggested Marco. Uh, <laughs> we have Roldofo from PM Rules. Uh, we have Guido. <laughs> 
Valdemar. Valdemar. John Paul. Uh, we have there from, from another one from Jason. He's got a lot. This this Jason Snell guy. Uh, we have Papi. the obvious ones like Giovanni, Giuseppe, Luigi, uh, Mario. We have Orlando, oh which is God. another one. Uh, Manchego is a suggestion from Carlos <laughs> Gray. Uh, Federico, put us out of our misery. What is your middle name and why is it embarrassing? My middle name is Dante. Oh, <laughs> that's the, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, Federico's can... Inferno. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of old. And so that was what you meant by classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's my grandfather's name. And so, yeah, you can see why uh, when I tell people, uh, <laughs> they kind of chuckle. <laughs> I feel like uh, there could be some incredible uh, fan art made. <laughs> For Dante, that's what I'm going to call yeah. you now. Yeah. For Dante uh, Vatici. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm trying to remember the first time that I asked my mom what my middle name was. I was like seven, I think. I was like, "What kind of name is that?" And she's like, "You gotta respect the name. It's your grandfather's name." I was so yeah. sad because all my friends had cool second names, you know, and I'm stuck with Dante. And I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cool, but also very old. <laughs> so, yeah, Dante. Thank you, Dante. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Now we're going to do this? Michael, <laughs> yeah. would you like to talk about topic one? I, I would. I would like to talk about topic one. So uh, Monday, March 9th, Apple is having an event seemingly about the watch. What What's the name of the event? Uh, Spring, Spring Forward. Spring Forward, which is a daylight savings time joke because, uh, you know, daylight savings time is hilarious. And it comes into effect on Monday. It's true, which is bad for you. Is it bad for you this time? No, or this is, is the good, good one. This is this where is everything's one. an hour earlier. For, but this is an, the one that lasts for three weeks, which is yeah. insane. So you're going to be just an hour off for a while. Yeah. Uh, so Federico, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I gotta, I, you know what? I will... I will uh, Put an event in my calendar. And oh, I'm no! Gonna you. Here we go. We're all going to get it. <laughs> I will send you an invitation. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Do you still get my... my yeah. Still? All the time. <laughs> Seriously? But the it thing seems... for me, though, they, they show up, like, sporadically. <laughs> they don't show up every week. Every now and then, like, something just arrives and it's another invitation from you. The machine has become self-aware. Because oh. I'm, I'm not even using the, that iCloud calendar anymore. Oh. It's still doing this thing on its own uh, for me. I, I think I got to log in and delete the event or something. It's like a, a a robot intern. So so the event, uh, Apple Watch, people, you know, it seems obvious, right? They need they need to do it. So I want to talk a little bit about our uh, what we think we might see because we are obligated to speculate on things. And, um, and so I, I think that... Yeah, I, I rewatched the Apple Watch. Hmm. I revisited. I reviewed. <laughs> nice work. The uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happened to us. <laughs> rewatched the Apple Watch event. Uh, I don't know, maybe two or three, maybe two months ago, and it, it kind of hit me. I think we spoke about it that they really, they kind of like knocked out like the feature set a little bit, but there wasn't really a narrative around 
why the watch matters. And I think they I think they I think they're going to do that this time. I think that they're going to obviously review the features. I think that there are some features and some things that they haven't shown yet and obviously battery life and price being two of those, but I think there's functionality we haven't seen yet. We have uh 20 minutes of third party developer application demos yeah. that we've not That's seen. That's right. As we're well. going we're going to see how your Apple Watch can drive robot cars around. Oh. We're going to see launch partners. Uh, I'm guessing just guessing Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. I do love a good launch partner. Must yeah. say. Yeah. Um uh, what else? I'm trying to think of the big names. There'll what be my... there'll be a there'll be something health related. There'll be like a medical application that yeah, nobody yeah. understands. Like when they used to do those, like we're a bunch of doctors and here's how we can look at the brain, and everyone's like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's gonna be some of those. Uh, there's gonna be like someone's gonna drive a car on the stage. We're all gonna think it's an Apple car, but really it's somebody unlocking a door with a watch. Uh, yeah. That's my that's my bet. Something like that. Here I'm going to troll I'm, with a car. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if they will feature any indie developers. Uh, there was a, I think, a report from 9to5Mac a few weeks ago that said that Apple was inviting a few developers to Cupertino to provide feedback and let them use uh, Apple Watch uh, demo units to test their up- upcoming applications. So I'm, I'm curious to see if any n- not big Big time developer, any if any indie developer will be on stage uh, talking about Apple Watch apps, I don't know. It, it'd be I think there will cool. be. I think there will. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my question, besides the Apple Watch uh, apps functionality price, which we're gonna talk about in a minute, if you guys want, um, um, I kind of want to see Beats Music news. Uh, be, uh, remember last year there was a like a rumor from Reuters, I think, or Bloomberg, or one of these uh, big publications, they said that Apple was going to unveil a new um, music product in the spring. So now it's the spring. Uh, Also, the name of the event is Spring Forward, which is kind of similar to the next step used by Beats Music. Uh, uh, And I kind of want to see what's up with Beats, I feel know? like I feel like maybe uh, they had intended, but like it seems like there's been a lot of chatter about it being in development and far off from development. You know, like mm-hmm. again, Mark Gurman has had great pieces that we spoke about on the show. I, I, as much as Federico, I would also like to see this. Um, I would be surprised if it was ready right now. Gen- like I, I don't know. I, I feel like we've maybe got a bit of time, but I think maybe me and you are the, like the only people that that really, really want it. <laughs> but like, I do really, really want it. Uh, but my concern is actually. Do you know what, Federica? I don't want it because you, you I don't know why. You change your mind. Well, I, I would like the product, but I know it's not going to be available here immediately, and it's going to cut off my access to Beats Music. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. there's a possibility the watch isn't available to you immediately either. Uh, well, there, was a, well, there was some report that it was going to be U.S. only, but then there was another report saying that was untrue. So well, I don't, I don't know Tim, what to believe. Tim was quoted on his European tour that he's been Steam on. Tim is moment. your friend now. Just Tim. We're not all friends of Apple executives, Federico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, He's been quoted on his European tour of saying that it will be available in April uh, internationally. Okay. Um, so it might be that like it comes out first week of April and then like staggers across April. Um, but that he was in a store in Germany. Um, you can always trust the Germans to ask the good so questions. How do you listen to music uh, with the Apple Watch? Do you just connect the, the earpods to the iPhone and then you use the Apple Watch for controls? 
this is all the stuff we don't know, right? Because they're saying yeah. you can apparently, I mean, we've everyone said this, we're saying you can apparently store music on it. Well, like, what benefit is that if you can't plug headphones in? I think yeah. we're going to see a Bluetooth-related headphone product yeah. as That's well. That's why I was speculating about Beats News, because if there's going to be Bluetooth stuff, that seems to be, like, it'd be cool to have headphones by Beats, you know? Especially to, to push in, in the sports uh, version of the Apple Watch, you know that the the the, the market the market segment appears to be kind of similar, and I don't know. Maybe there there there's going to be just Bluetooth earpods by Apple and no Beats music or Beats electronics stuff. But it'd be cool, I guess. I it, don't know. It would be nice to see at least um, the first Beats Apple collaboration product yep. be those yep. Bluetooth headphones. Which which I mean makes sense. They've been. Uh, part of Apple for a while now, and and even if they had it been, I mean, you, you could put something together. I, I do think, I do think they've got to show some of that stuff. Like that's a really kind of basic function, right? And the fact that the three of us who are smart and have read lots of things on this don't know, I think is an indication that Apple's got to got to kind of just deal with the details uh, on Monday. Mm-hmm. I think they've also got to deal with the details. In fact, people in the chat room are talking right now about the. You know, there's a lot of speculation about like some bands only going to be available for some watches that it won't be as like free form as maybe we thought or maybe uh, was hinted at in September. I think it's going to be too complicated. I was thinking this a moment ago. I think it's going to be too complicated for them to show on. We're not going to hear that on stage, but there yeah. will be there yeah. will be a web page which goes up which has the configurations. They'll show some basic configurations on the stage and be like, you know, you can get this for this and this for this, but if you want to get this band and this band and this band, like can you imagine like we're going to end up with that huge like table on the <laughs> like stage. Tim is just going to print out spreadsheets and hand them to the media. <laughs> People freaked out when when Apple showed the iPad lineup uh last year. Imagine if they show all the combinations of Apple Watch and Apple Watch bands. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. They're just gonna be insane. Just, I, I guess there will be, be like there will be like a web page and you choose your Apple Watch model and then when you choose you you select the bands available for, for that kind of version and that's it. Because I've been so confused in the past week. If you follow people on Twitter who tweet about um Apple Watch, so much speculation about bands and pricing and, and edition gold. I mean it's just, you know, too much. I would like to play a very quick game of Apple Watch The Price is Right with you two. Okay. Um, so considering this is going to be the last time we're going to be able to do it, why don't the three of us take a guess, and somebody can write these down, uh, we'll take a guess each of how much we think the Apple Watch will start at and how much the Apple Watch Edition will start at. Because assuming we already know that the Sport starts at 349 um, Federico, would you like to give your prices for the Apple Watch starting price and the Apple Watch Edition starting price? So the watch is the the middle one, right? Mm-hmm. Not not the sport one. I'm guessing um, six ninety nine. And the like, edition, the gold and one? the edition. I don't know. I would say I would say above five k. I don't know. I would say uh, eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollars. Yeah. So we have what was that? Is that six ninety nine and eight thousand dollars? Yeah. Okay. So I hope someone's I, uh, writing this down. Yes, I have a notebook here. Excellent. I'm writing it down. Stephen, you can go next. Uh, I would say that the the stainless steel Apple Watch would start at. I'm gonna go seven ninety nine. Go one hundred more than Federico. Okay. 
And I would say that the watch edition, I'm going to go under Federico and I'm going to say, I'm going to say 6,999. Okay. So I'm going to go low. I'm just going to I'm just going to take the two wild cards now. Uh, I'm going to say 599 for the for the watch. Um we should probably establish we can somebody we can work out the official prices right rules because there's something about whether you're under or over and how that ends up working. Uh for the watch edition, I'm going to say $15,000. 15. Yeah, 15. 15. Yeah, starting okay. at 15. So Mike is on drugs. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I don't there's just this part of me that's like you're gonna have something. I mean, I know it's it's this has been the speculation coming from John Gruber, right? I understand that, but the more that I've been thinking about it, it's like if you're gonna go gold, like just ramp the price right up because the stainless steel is gonna be expensive enough anyway. Because I reckon you'll be, I reckon that some models of the stainless steel version uh, is is gonna stainless steel is the watch, right? I get them so confused. Stainless yes. steel, yeah. So I reckon there's going to be models of that that will set you back like three grand. It seems, uh, it seems really nuts, and it seems like and this has been taught. It's not an original thought by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm here and I have a microphone, so I can repeat it. it Apple has to. I wonder if Apple has to build the case that that the gold is worth it, that the luxury is worth it. And and my thought is that if Apple can really capture the imagination of people who exist in that part of the market, which none of the three of us do, right? Like we spoke last week about what we're picking out and we're all, you know, the sport of the stainless steel, but uh, like people like us and in the categories that we are in consumer wise are going to flip out. And if Apple can like make their case to the wealthy to say, look, you know, this thing costs whatever it costs and uh, you are buying it and, and we are now a luxury brand. We are not just a consumer electronics brand. And I think, I think they'll do well at it, but it'll be interesting to see how Apple makes that, that pitch. And I wonder if we will see the sports and watch pricing, but not the watch edition. I was so not the gold the pricing at the event, but it comes out later on the site or in the stores and it's not, because whatever that price is, that's going to be the headline on Monday, right? That that not that the sport is three forty nine, not that the the watch is whatever it is, but if that gold one is, you know, eight k, ten k, fifteen k, that is that is the headline on the verge, and that sort of swallows the rest of the news. And I'm not sure Apple wants that. I think I think Apple needs to get the story of why this thing matters. They need to get that out, and I think the gold pricing might be a distraction. Do you know what I would do if I was in charge of this scenario? I wouldn't say anything about the edition price, and I would say that it's coming in May, so it doesn't take any of the attention away. So you just don't talk about the price because it, apparently you know it's coming later. So it comes it comes out in May, and then in May you announce the price. Like so, you're completely taking the question. Well, you, the question's still there, but you can't print the headlines. You can't print the headlines of Apple Watch for twenty thousand dollars or whatever. Because it won't be available, and because as well, if you're going to pitch it above, say, ten thousand dollars, the type of person that's going to buy that, they're either going, they're even going to wait, or they're going to buy one of the standard ones and just buy another one. So that that's how I would do it. I think that's pretty smart, but I would think that because it's my own point. Um, but that, that, that's <laughs> if I was in control of the situation, that's what I would do because I completely agree. Even though it's not going to be for any of us, like for like maybe half a percent. Like a, 
uh, half a half of half of a percent of people listening to this show could even afford something like that. So it's it, it's not for us. So there's no point in us even having to think or worry about it. And I think it would be difficult for Apple to get away from if they're going to price it at the level that it probably should be priced at if it's going to be as good quality-wise as they're saying it will be. Yeah, it makes That makes a lot of sense. And it sort of solves the problem of the tech press freaking out and it and it makes the that target market maybe feel more special that they you know that it's reserved that it's somehow you know not public yet I also think as well like, there. if they have to refit some stores to enable the sale of the watch edition with special luxury areas that has not been started like they have not started doing that yet so right you know and that stuff takes time so i don't know yeah i uh i, I was speaking over email to someone who is, works in apple retail pretty high up and, and they they were like it's going to be interesting you know because it's like uh, not only and it was in the johnny ive thing like people want to stand on carpet when they buy nice jewelry but like at least my apple store is i love them all but they're staffed by hipsters like even the staffing of the store might have to be different somehow or or might be affected you know the way that that there was a story they're they're moving all to blue polo shirts or something to look a little more professional. But like, is someone going to buy a fifteen thousand dollar watch from a guy with like a sleeve full of tattoos? Like, I, bet, I don't. I bet Apple in America, hire, in like all the retail stores, hire a ton of British people. Really? So it's like you know, welcome, welcome, sir, welcome to the Apple Store today. Wow. You know? What do you think, Federico? An influx of British staff into America to to enhance the the poshness of it all? Because people think. British accents are cool. Well, like just you know, more fancy. You know, we can downturn it up. We can like top hat it. You know, make people. They should hire more. Italian people then. That's a good idea. Yeah, for just for the fashion aspect in general. I'm actually surprised that Apple didn't do any pop-up shop stuff in Milan for Fashion Week. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot more of that starts to happen. Probably uh, yeah. now. And, and, and like, because we assume like they're going to announce it, and it's going to be maybe a month until they ship considering the date yep. is apparently April. Um, so it, I wouldn't be surprised if it then starts ramping up because, you know, we're seeing it in more magazines and stuff now. Yep. It's a totally, totally they, different way of doing things. If they do one in Rome, I will go there, like, so fast. Uh, because there's all the boutiques in Rome, right? In, in Via Condotti and, and the Corso. Um, there's uh, boutiques from Gucci, Armani, Versace, you know, all, all the all the brands, you know. If you go, if you go to, uh, I mean, have you have you two ever been to Rome? No, I'm, I'm just so you have no idea what I'm saying. No, I have not. Well, well yeah, I do because we do have that in London. <laughs> we do have this stuff in London. There are no. I was talking more about the geography. If you ah. you're not familiar with with Rome. No. But anyway, there's like Federico. If, if I were to come to Italy, I would come to Rome to visit you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. It's, I mean, my 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 kitchen is much better than a boutique, but. Um, so thank you, Stephen. Uh, anyway, if they do one in Rome, uh, I will. Uh, I'll go for sure. If they do one in Milan, because it's more of a fashion city, um, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of far away from me. We'll see. I'm excited. I want to get an Apple Watch. I I I'm excited for the Apple Watch. I'm kind of bored with all the speculation and people making charts and and. Rumors melting, and yeah, melting down gold and weighing it for a block boost. Yeah, only got a few more week, a few more days, Federico. Few more days, just I know, just a few more days, Small and all on. will be hopefully revealed. So, 
should we take a break and uh, talk about the article Federico wrote today? Okay. Sure. This, this week's episode of Connected is also brought to you by Igloo, the internet you'll actually like. With Igloo, you're able to share news, organize your files, coordinate your calendars, and manage your projects with your team all in one place. It's a fantastic way for you and the people you work with to work together, to collaborate, and socialize as well. Igloo's intranet works on any device, any mobile device, any desktop device, because they've built their entire platform with responsive web design, built right in, and it's right at the core. Anything from reading a document to managing your tasks, maybe even sharing a photo of your lunch, or managing your settings can all be done on any device, and it looks fantastic wherever. Igloo allows you to work how you want, anywhere you want, and whenever you want. Igloo's latest upgrade, Viking, they give great uh, upgrade names to their platform, revolves around documents and how you interact with them. They've beefed up their document preview engine, allowing you to gather greater feedback and all make changes together. So you're able to view this as HTML5 as their preview engine, is what it's made of and in and upon. Uh, so everybody can make sure they're always viewing the most recent version of any document. And they've added the ability to track who has read critical information, making sure you keep everyone on the same page. It means, you know, if you've got a training document that you need to make sure everybody sees or some sort of legal document that everyone needs to make, you know, to have read, it will show you the list of people that have read it. So you don't have to like send one of those all hands round robin company emails that nobody likes to get with Igloo. They've taken another another thing that's frustrating away from the workplace. If your company has legacy internet that it looks like it was built in the 90s, you should be giving Igloo a try. It's free to use with up to 10 people, and you can sign up right now at igloosoftware.com slash connected. So go try them out, and it also helps support this show. Thank you so much to Igloo for helping us out today and helping us out at Relay FM. We love you guys. So, Federico. So, um, Michael. You've uh, published an incredible post today um, talking about uh, the sh personal struggles that you've been through uh, with your health and how when you decided that you wanted to to get healthy, you do the thing that Federico Vitici does, finds apps, builds <laughs> workflows, right? You know, yeah. Whenever you make any kind of big decision, you go out, this is this is the life that you lead, right? I know this of you. You know, you go out there and you find some interesting stuff. However, maybe, uh, well, definitely in a in a contrast to some of the other things that you've done, um, this has actually made big, big impacts to your life. You know, sometimes it's fun to tinker around with apps and sometimes it's fun to chain Pythonista workflows together to see what's possible to do on iOS as you've been known to do. But this time you actually were able to improve your health. Um, it's an incredible piece that people should read. How many words? Ten thousand. Ten thousand words. So it's it's a pretty pretty standard Federico Vitici blog yeah. post. I think you were kind of <laughs> maybe being a bit lazy. Ten thousand words. Come on, buddy. What's happening? <laughs> I've done better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's great. I read it today. Uh, I couldn't read it sitting down. I was walking around my house reading it because I felt guilty uh, to be sitting down and reading this. Um, I hope that people have read it by now. If they haven't, they should. And and I don't want you to to spoil the article because this really is uh it's it's you know I I feel like I always say this but I I really do mean it like this is um definitely one of one of my most favorite things that, that you've that you've ever written it's just an absolutely fantastic just from a what you expect from Federico kind of post like some really great tips and tricks and apps you've never heard of and the way that they're cool but also a really really heartwarming uh, an inspirational personal story as well and, and maybe a little bit more or definitely more detail um, about your battle with cancer than I than I knew about I think 
Um, there's some, new, there's definitely some new stuff in in here to me. Stuff that, that was is quite emotional to read, which, which you know, it adds to to the, to the beauty of the piece. But what what inspired you to actually go ahead and write this, and why did you decide to be so personal? That's a good question. Why? Uh, so first off, thank you, Mike, and thank you, Stephen, for for helping me uh, with the piece. Uh, I've been asking you to, you know, to read my my drafts and to give me uh, feedback. So always appreciate it, and also thanks to the other guys in the in the of the relay team and Max Soris team. Um, um, I really have a great. Uh, a great team of friends who helped me out with this sort of stuff. Um, why? I think because I, I because I wanted to um, because I felt like I out of respect for the people who read my stories. I think most of all, and I'm in the so like I'm super comfortable in the fact that I'm not doing this for the page views. Because I I switched Mac stories to a different business model, and so when I if I had to be more cynic than than I am, I would say okay yeah uh, a story about cancer and getting healthier with an iPhone probably drives a lot of page views, uh, so that's the story that I want to write because I'm I'm gonna get a lot of traffic, but thankfully I don't live on page views. Um, so what I what I do, and I and I say this sincerely, I do I do only because I want to. And Can you explain I, that very quickly? Like because many people that that have websites like yours do live on page views. What what well, do you mean? Well, I do. I mean, of course, I I do appreciate traffic. It's not the direct means of making money for me. Right. It's I I don't I don't live on CPM. So do you and, sell more flat rate? for your sponsorships yeah. and things like that. Okay. Yeah, because the website is already moderately uh, known. And so I'm on flat rate. Theorica. And no, I'm, I'm, I always, I think that I can always do better. And and so I don't, I, I'm not, you know, I don't have Google ads or uh, there's only one ad on the homepage of the site. And I, I make it like, very small amount of money from that. So if you come to a single article to visit Maxoris, you don't even see that single ad in the middle of the homepage. Uh, anyway, I, I did this because I, I wanted to and because I felt like I never fully addressed my condition on Maxoris. Because there's people who know me only for the website. Um, there's people who don't follow me on Twitter. There's people who don't listen to the podcast, so don't send me emails, they just read the website. And and I feel like I have talked about cancer and and my struggles in various places, but not on the website. Because for years, I was on the old mindset that it would feel uh, pro- problematic for people to read this sort of topic. And also to give a little... Uh, uh, behind the scenes, you were even feeling this way leading up to right to this going live, like because we, me, and you have had conversations like this very recently. Yeah, uh, when I when I published today, I felt sick um, because I I I I really didn't know whether the piece would be well received because a lot of people don't want to hear about cancer, 
uh, and a lot of people pretend it doesn't exist. And a lot of people, especially in my uh, real life experience, when you when you bring up when you bring up the subject, they 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 tend to you know to drift away to to avoid talking about it. And mm-hmm. and I understand why because it's awful and and because people find it uncomfortable. So I thought that maybe a lot of people could could find it uncomfortable on the website, uh, which is known for you know apps and tips and tricks. But one of my and this is the second reason. One of my, um, what's the name, uh, resolutions for, for the new year was to uh, try to go uh, out of my comfort zone for topics that I cover. Um, and this is one of the, the things that I struggle with all the time. I, I think I have a self-imposed sort of uh, kind of topic that I'm supposed to cover. And I've totally... Uh, and I've totally made this up on my own. Uh, so many times I want to write about something and I'm like, yeah, but I'm not supposed to write about this sort of topic, stuff because people don't know me for, the, for approaching these topics. So one of my resolutions this year was to do different things, to try different topics, to, to you know, try different apps and to try to prove myself wrong more um, and to see if maybe my preconceptions can be can lead you know to to, to different opinions and the iPhone 6 plus is, is, is an, an example I, I, I'm happy I'm so happy when I can say I was wrong uh, so one of my one of my uh, resolutions was to talk about I thought that I could have some experience in talking about health and you know uh, changing changing lifestyle and and working despite you know uh, being sick and, and having issues with cancer so that's why and the problem is that I was working on this piece last August, so before the launch of iOS 8. And I wanted to I wanted to publish this piece with iOS 8 in September to talk about the health application, um, which launched on iOS 8. And as as you can guess, I I, I mean I, we talked about this unconnected before. Um, I didn't I didn't end up finishing the piece because it would have been different uh, because my my take on the on the health app wouldn't have been <laughs> so positive so i decided <laughs> to wait um, yeah. because i i knew i sort of i i i think i knew that that apple was onto something nice and useful but it didn't work and i thought okay maybe i can wait and i can see if things get better and i can see if this can work out for me so I waited, and Apple fixed uh, many of the many of the problems in in the in the app, and and here we are today. Um, it's been uh, it's been a, this post has been in my drafts uh, since August, and uh, and I finished yeah. it in just a, the, the, in in <laughs> less than two weeks. It's one of one of those it's one of those articles that you sit on it for months, and then it all come it all. It comes to you all of a sudden, and you need to publish it, and that's that yeah. was the process. I, I know I told you when I, when I read it over the weekend that uh, your sentence about I'm searching for it, life after cancer is an everyday carnival of small victories. That I told you that line made me hate you because that's really well written and yeah, um, quite singly the the best one line you've ever written. I yeah. I issued my first ever text shot today <laughs> uh, oh. in ceremony wow. of the of that line. 
And I and I totally before we move on, I do want to get to the the nitty gritty of the the apps and whatnot. But um, you know, hearing you talk about you know it being a weird topic for Mac stories, and I'm not gonna go like. I told you guys I'm not going to go like deep into like this is not going to be the cancer episode analog episode five, uh, which we'll put in the show notes. You should listen to if you want my thoughts on that. But I definitely struggle with that as well. I've written a lot about my son's um, cancer on 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 five twelve over the years, and I I definitely like that feeling you had today of like I cannot believe I'm getting ready to publish this. I cannot believe that um, you know a lot a lot of people are going to read this. Um, I totally get that. And it doesn't go away. Like anytime I write about it, I still have that, like, I know that, that feeling you get in your gut of like, am I doing the right thing by sharing this? Um, but as someone, uh, like I shared with you privately, what the beauty of this article is that, um, it, 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 it's, it puts a light on the fact that, that this sort of thing, you know, cancer or some other catastrophic disease, like when, when people hear that, and they know you were in the hospital for a while or know, you know, someone, a loved one is in the hospital and then they get out of the hospital and life kind of moves on. But your article shows and, and reminded even me that, that these things have long reaching side effects and, you know, echoes for, for sometimes years to come. I mean, uh, we're entering our sixth year with my son's uh, battle and like those wounds are still fresh and they, they they expose themselves in different ways. So as someone who is, not been in your shoes, but have been very close to your shoes. I, I loved it. And I think that, um, it's something that only, that only you can write because you've been there. Um, and because you're a nerd, like using nerd things (laughs) to, to move past it, like, which is, which is great. Like, you know, like, uh, like I, you know, try to solve problems in, in my life and approach them from, from the, the stance of a nerd and I think that's what this is too so it's like a really fun blend for me to read having kind of kind of being in both of those categories uh, and I'm going to stop because I'm getting dust in my eye but um hmm. I uh I really appreciate it so thank you um it's um <laughs> like you wrote about this stuff on 512 before and I wonder many times maybe like when I saw when when I see because you do this regularly when i see your posts i'm like someday i'll have to write about this myself and i i think i postponed many times because because of, of all these reasons because how are people going to react to this topic are there going to be people who who are going to be sarcastic and say yeah this guy uses cancer to make money you know uh, and there's been today a few people on twitter who, who like uh, made fun of uh, of the article, but it, it, it doesn't matter because you can't get everyone to like you, no. and right, and and so it doesn't matter. And um, and I think screw those people. I mean, yeah. honestly, yeah, like, I mean, everyone you know. is entitled to his opinion. <laughs> well, yeah, you, I mean, you can, you, okay, <laughs> but you shouldn't be a terrible person. <laughs> you can have your opinion, but if you have an opinion like that. Keep it to yourself. Just, just yeah, on but it. people yeah. like to share. I people mean, okay, like if share. you want to share it, though, like, I mean, and I don't know how much you, if you've heard of this, but don't share it directly with you. Like, just yeah, subtweet I mean, it. Yeah if, yeah, if you really feel like you have to get that off your chest, like, I mean, I don't know if people have done this, so correct me if I'm wrong, but 
They shouldn't say it to you. I don't think there's any benefit. Yeah, I blocked a few people. It's it's fine. Oh. There's a <laughs> thankfully Twitter has a block feature. Um, it's true. Because if you if you're gonna say uh, uh, certain things to me in relation to my experience, I don't want to even argue with you because I'm trying to imagine what if you stop me in the street and you say, "Hey, you're dumb because you wrote about cancer." It's not like I'm trying. If you if you were to come to me in real life and say that kind of stuff, you wouldn't do it. I- I wouldn't reply to you. I would probably punch you. So instead of <laughs> being a violent... <laughs> a block is kind of the same kind of scenario, right? I'm just going to block you because thankfully we're on Twitter. So I, I wouldn't say that I'm I'm a violent person in, in real life. It was... No. Uh, I, I didn't mean to say that. It's just, you know... No, people no, don't say okay these things. Say, people it's, don't yeah. say these things in real, in real life. They go to right. Twitter to say this sort of stuff. But it doesn't matter because there's a block feature. So... Yeah. Anyway, um, there w- was there a question? No, uh, there was Stephen talking. Thank you, Stephen. I know that it's been um, that it's been hard for you. I think to to read this stuff, and uh, and I was super careful in in like I thought about about it. Should I st- should I send this to Stephen? And and you were uh, a gentleman as usual, and, and you read <laughs> the piece, and so thank you. Yeah. So I wanted. Yeah, I, and I appreciate. I I was. Um aware as you send it to me like i could feel that on the other side of the conversation so it's definitely no worries um i was happy to read it um but i I think i think what's what's interesting to me from a technology perspective um kind of move past the part where i almost cry on the podcast it um i've already done that (laughs) yeah uh, we (laughs) you you approach it you approach these apps and the technology from a couple different angles and um you approach it from a like a, a f- sort of the food like what we are eating. You have this picture of this like pasta in front of your iPad that <laughs> looks uh, quite frankly amazing. Um, <laughs> I loved so- all the little <laughs> saying about that, like all the little the little things, the that captions, or well, no, just, yeah. just the, the little bits that would be in in the piece where you would be oh. referencing food, where it was like you said the <laughs> amount of bread, and you're like, well, I'm Italian, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's cultural to eat all these carbs. Um, but, but I think, so you, you have food tracking, you have exercise tracking, you have FitStar, which has like, uh, kind of exercise plans in it, which is really interesting. In fact, I'm going to check this app out, um, because of this article, but for me, at least, uh, I want to see if it's true for you. And Mike, I also want to see if it's true for you. Cause I know you're doing some stuff, uh, working out and things now as well. Um, for me, things like this, like I do much better if I can track them. And if I can have a data point, again, because we're nerds, of like, this is what I did. This is my goal. This is how far away I am from my goal. This is, you know, on a chart, how I'm doing. And how powerful is that to the two of you? Like, is that important to you guys? Or is it just a side effect of all this technology? Like, for me, it's the point. But uh, I'm curious how you guys felt about that. Well, I find it as like, it's, it's like a little piece of positive reinforcement, you know? You, you put a little notch on an app or you see a, a line go up or down the way that you want it to and it's kind of like a little merit badge which is why those little badges that you're going to get on the Apple Watch are going to be so interesting and it's the reason that they exist. You know, like when you hit a certain goal and you get the little 3D animated badge that pops up, you know? Yeah. Those, those are going to be very powerful because that's exactly what items like that represent is like a little medal and these are actual little medals and i think that's going to be really really cool for people 
I can see Federico how that sort of stuff is, you know, looking at what you've written about and, you know, you're saying you're excited for the watch, like things like that. It's like, it's obvious why you would be. And now I can kind of also see why, you know, having read this, why all the fitness stuff was so important to you and why it is so important and why I was kind of maybe stupid to uh kind of no 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 no, it's fine because i did and you know and maybe even up until today i did kind of uh write off the fitness features of of being just another thing it's like oh you're just gonna throw fitness features in there because it looks like the right thing to do but for many many people and, and myself included to a point like having real important and and rich fitness features built into a device that will be on you all the time is actually very very important um and 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 if you're able to create a real multimedia experience out of it um it it will actually make a big positive effect to many people's lives and it does make it important i think for me to to answer to you mike about the watch and to steven about uh tracking this sort of stuff um I think this is my problem, but but I guess that other people can relate. Um, it's easy to forget about your progress, and and it's easy when you get caught up in the rhythm of life every day with work and family, and 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 you need to do this, and you need to, and you need to reply to that email, and you need to go to that store, you need to pick up the kids. It's easy to forget about yourself. Because you, most people tend to take themselves, as in their bodies, for granted. And so being able to track and to visualize, I think, to put an item on a calendar to say, today I walked this amount of steps, and today I did this exercise, and today I ate uh, pasta, or I ate fish, and I need to be, you know, to to take a different approach, to be able to see all that. I mean, people use spreadsheets for for a reason, because they, they let you see stuff in a different way. And we, we live in an age where technology lets us track uh, ourselves, our steps and, and health status and activity and what we do and how we do it. And... So we went from being able to keep track of numbers and emails and, and articles from being able to reliably and cheaply uh, with, with tools that we use every day to track ourselves. So when I look at something like the Apple Watch, which I'm, I'm guessing in the, in the sport and in the regular uh, version, is going to be an object that a lot of people can afford. Um, that sort of stuff can track your heart rate and it also looks good on you. So it doesn't feel like you need to go outside into the world with bracelets and sensors strapped on your body. Uh, so we ha- the lines between technology and fashion and being able to take better care of ourselves, uh, the lines are, are blurring every day. And this is uh, empowering for people. Um, because this is the main point. Not everyone will ever need to do what I'm doing and what others are doing, because fortunately, more, most people uh, are fine, uh, don't need to to switch 
uh, eating habits. They don't need to do specific exercises. But the people who do, uh, because unfortunately, a lot of people have to deal with these sort of consequences of various diseases, the people who do are going to find terrific benefit in, in this kind of new technology. And for years, uh, I think uh, when I, last uh, Christmas, when I was thinking about what, I'm, what am I going to do next year? What, what do I want to change about what I do every day? And uh, one of my resolutions was, I want to be, to paraphrase Mike, I want to be known for the guy who does stuff on iOS and the iPad. No, that's actually one of your best taglines, Mike. It's it's such a uh, perfect way to think about what you do. Um, so I was like, I want to be known for what I do on the iPad and what I do on iOS. But I also want to not necessarily be known for, but try to help people publicly with this sort of topic. And and it was difficult because I've been thinking for years to do that. And um and I'm happy that that it that it came out somehow uh well, well enough for people to like it. And I I, I don't know. It's um I don't know if I'm gonna do this regularly like I don't want to talk about cancer all the time, uh, but, but I do want to talk about fit, fitness and I want to talk about using technology not just for email and workflows and scripts because I love that stuff, but there's also this other use of technology uh, that's happening right now and and, it, and it's, a, it's a major area of interest for me. And so I guess I, there's another thing I want to be known for and I, and I will try my best. There's one really exciting thing that happened today. We'll talk about it very quickly after this break where I can thank our friends from SaneBox. It's a problem that many of us have these days is we have just too much email. On a daily inbox, on a daily basis, on a daily inbox as well, they're overflowing with email. Who has time to deal with the amount of email that they get these days? I feel like I'm personally always playing catch up. And that's where a company and a product like SaneBox can come in, save the day, and solve this problem for you. Samebox was designed to give you back the control of your inbox and help you save time on dealing with email. How does it work? After a quick analysis of your inbox, Samebox is able to determine what emails are important to you with incredible accuracy and can automatically filter your unimportant emails out of your inbox into a new email folder called Sane Later, which means the only the emails that land in your inbox are the ones you actually want to see. And those emails that are put into Sane Later, they're summarized in a daily digest, so you can quickly check and scan to make sure if there's anything that you do want to go in and grab, or, you know, you can just go and peruse it at your own heart's content. A uh, friend of the show, Mr. Davis Box, was telling me on Upgrade. Uh, we had him on this week and he was saying about how he used SaneBox to set up like weekend boxes where he would just like put all these Max Barkey stuff. He would like uh, delay them until the weekend and then he would go in and, and take a look at that stuff. Doesn't need to now as he's uh, joined the uh, self-employed, the independent life. But, you know, it's just another example of how something like SaneBox can help you kind of compartmentalize email into where and when you want to deal with it. Loads of people use Samebox. Their customers include employees at Fortune 500 companies, salespeople, accountants, lawyers like David, 
CEOs, entrepreneurs, anybody that gets a lot of email can get value out of SaneBox. And it works anywhere you check email, Gmail, Outlook, uh, Yahoo Mail, Gmail, anything. It's cloud-based. It's not an app. So there's nothing to download, nothing to install. Have, you don't have to sync anything between your devices. And of course, it's mobile friendly. You can, you know, basically it doesn't, doesn't make a difference to the way that you set up your email, but it lives there and it does exactly what you need it to do at all times. Samebox has a bunch of other awesome features like one click unsubscribe from email newsletters. You can have follow up reminders. You can move attachments to the cloud and so, so much more. If you're ready to clean up your inbox and spend less time on email, get a risk-free, no credit card required, fully featured trial at sanebox.com slash connected. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash connected. Thank you so much to Sanebox for sponsoring this show. And if you decide to buy after trying them out, they will throw in up to two months three free sorry, along with your plan. So thank you to Sanebox for that. And uh, thanks for sponsoring this week's episode. So... In a complete surprise moment, about an hour before the show this week, Federico, could you just explain what happened? In detail? As much detail as you'd like to go into. So I was sitting on my bed, and I was preparing the show notes. I was um, um, I was taking a look at, uh, around at some links, and so I was listening to, um, I think, Oasis. Uh, I think I was listening to Some Might Say, which is a very fine song from Oasis uh, 20, 20 years ago. And I, I was at my Mac as every Tuesday and before Wednesday when I'm about to do the show and I had TweetBot open. With, uh, on, on the Mac, I keep uh, notifications for mentions. I don't keep them on iOS. I only keep them on the Mac. Uh, I, I don't know why. So I was just scrolling through and there was a I mean I was getting a, a good amount of replies today because of the article and then at one point um, like every time I get a, a, a notification banner my eye quickly looks looks at the banner and then back at what I'm doing so I was browsing and then I see this banner and like every other banner I I look at it and and I read at P. Schiller. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, my, my brain took a, a good second to, to understand what was going on. I was like, like I stood there with my, with my eyes just, like, silently. I stopped the music. Like, I was quiet. I stopped the music. And very slowly, I, I opened TweetBot. And, and I saw the tweet from Phil Schiller. Um, and... And it was, uh, it's, it's nice. It's awesome because it's, the, it's, you know, I'm, I'm happy that uh, I can get that kind of uh, uh, recognition. I think uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's nice after all these years of, of work. Uh, and it's nice that, you know, this person who works at Apple. Uh, you just work out some employee. Just some no, dude. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, of course, a well-known figure. It's just, I'm glad that the first, maybe the first and only link that I'm getting from an official Apple account is about this story. This, this is the best part because it didn't tweet about, I mean, it would have been awesome to get a tweet from, from you know, from Schiller about the iPad or, I, I don't know, workflow, but this personal story is just it's the best combination you know i'm i'm happy 
Not necessarily because it's Schiller. I mean, awesome that it's Schiller, but it's Schiller and this story. And, and that's the best part for me. Uh, so I kind of panicked and I, and I went to the other room and I, and I, and I, and I had to tell my girlfriend and, and I kind of, I kind of, you know, wasn't really emotional. Um, I'm a really emotional guy. Um, especially today. I mean, you know, especially today. And, you know, I mean, I, I told my mom and, you know, fun times. Well, I, I, I was screaming and trying to explain to my girlfriend, so I can't even imagine what it was like in the uh, in the Vitici household. Uh, I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. you Thank d- you. You deserve it, and and it's, it's incredible to see. He's a, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, Phil. Is it? Now I'm just gonna call him Phil, uh, like you do with Tim, <laughs> my, um, my buddy uh, P Dog. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's a cool guy. <laughs> I mean, he, he, no? <laughs> He reads. Uh, he, re- he has good taste in in websites about <laughs> about his company. <laughs> no, yeah. it's 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 super cool, and I think um, you know, with the watch and with all the Iowa State stuff, clearly uh, struck a nerve with what they were trying to do. And you know, I think it's uh, I think it's super cool. I um, I had missed it. I, I follow Phil Schiller, but I had missed it until a bunch of people started tweeting at the show account. Uh, and I was like, wh- and my phone was just like going crazy. I was picked up and I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Well. So. <laughs> so I, I called, I texted my, my developer, uh, right away. And I was like, there's Phil Schiller. <laughs> he tweeted a link to Mac stories. Uh, hold on. <laughs> you need to check, you need to go check the, the, the website logs and, and the stats to make sure that we can hold up. And he didn't reply. So I was like. Uh, his name is Alessandro and I call him Ale and I was like Ale 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 on, on, on iMessage and he didn't reply and then 10 minutes afterwards he was like Holly what is going on Phil Schiller threw a link to you and I'm like yeah I texted you <laughs> and basically he panicked when, when, he, when he, opened, he was at the gym and he opened Twitter and he saw the link, he didn't see my text and he panicked and then he opened my message and he, and he sent me this panicking uh, text and then he saw my previous message and he was like, oh, okay, yeah, you saw before me. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the, the server is fine uh, because we have caching. So thank God for caches and, and, <laughs> and, and, and WordPress, I guess. Um, yeah, we, we have a great developer. He's a cool guy. Now, Federico, we have but a couple of minutes left on today's yes. episode. Uh, can you very quickly establish what you would like people to help you with? I, I see yes. you have a, a thing here. Okay. I have a problem with my Wemo switch. I need to be able to do the following. Every time I go to sleep, I use uh, the new If This Then That uh, app to turn off my Wemo and that that works really well it's really fast and I'm happy with the app so what I need to do is my Wemo switch is a regular switch the basic one I need to turn off Wi-Fi when I go to sleep and I need to turn on Wi-Fi back at 10 a.m. in the morning uh, I won't go into the reasons why I need to do this, but basically uh, I need to cut that's off. That's what my I want to know. <laughs> no, I, it's personal. I need okay. to I need to turn off my internet at night, and it needs to go on before we wake up in the morning. So the problem is the following: because the Wemo switch is connected to the internet, 
I'm seeing that when I go to, when I turn off the Wemo in the morning, because the internet is off, there appears to be some sort of bug that basically the Wemo doesn't turn on using the timer that it has. And I'm guessing because there's, it's like a chicken and egg problem. Because there's no connection, the Wemo, the Wemo doesn't turn on. And because it doesn't turn on, there's no connection. Um, so I'm trying to understand. When I set the timer in the, in, the, in the Wemo settings in the app, I can say every morning turn on at 10 a.m. So does the Wemo timer require an active internet connection? Because sometimes it works, and then other times my girlfriend wakes up before me and she finds the Wemo to be off and the router to be disconnected. Uh, so I'm not sure if it's my fault. I'm, I'm trying to do something, something that, that it's not possible or if there's a bug because sometimes it works, other times it doesn't work. Uh, so I'm trying to understand. I need to have my router go on, off and on while it's connected to the Wemo. Is there a reliable way of doing this or am I just crazy? Uh, you need a, a British guy to come in and do it every day. Hello. Mike, are you familiar with Wemo switches? Uh, no, he's uh, just going to stand there. Yeah, I'll just, just turn it off and switch. on again. Like, <laughs> we don't need a Wemo. We have a Micmo instead. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. I would pay so much for that. Um, so I assume the reason that you can't use a regular just timer is because the time in which you switch it off changes every day? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I also want the, you know, I want to lay in bed and just press a button on my phone and I don't have to, you know, walk to the... Uh, to the router myself and uh, you know i just want to i want to be comfortable i want to use ifttt you don't want to just turn it on in the morning because sometimes it needs to be on before you're awake yeah it needs it needs to be automated i'm not an animal i i am not supposed to press buttons and stuff it needs to work on its own sure i get it and also i bought the wemo so now it has to i need to find a way to make it work there's no there's no escape it needs to work yeah, that makes sense we, 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 I put my, my faith in the, in the follow-up. If you'd like to uh, get in touch with us about anything or to help Federico's uh, problems, you can go find our show notes. They are at relay.fm slash connected slash 29. You'll find the contact button there to send an email, or you can tweet at the show. We are underscore connected FM on Twitter. Federico is at Fetici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Stephen is at I-S-M-H. And I am at I-Mike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, Federico writes the fantastic MacStories.net. Stephen writes at 512pixels.net. I do not write, but I host many podcasts on Relay.fm. Of course, this show is one of those. Um, I want to thank our sponsors again for helping us out with this week's episode, SaneBox, Igloo, and Lynda.com. Thank you for helping us out today. But most of all, thank you for listening. Um, until next time, I'm Mike Hurley. He's Stephen Hackett. The other one's Federico Vitici, and we'll be back. Say goodbye, guys. Arrivederci. Adios.